Hello and welcome to episode 310 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you today. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Sunday, September the 25th, 2022, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we are continuing to work through the text of the glories of Mary by the great saint and doctor of the church, Alphonsus Liguri. This is from the section pertaining to the virtues of the Most Blessed Virgin Mary, section 8, entitled, Of Mary's Obedience. When the angel Gabriel announced to Mary God's great designs upon her, she, through love for obedience, would only call herself a handmaid. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Yes, says St. Thomas of Villanova, for this faithful handmaid never, in either thought or word or deed, contradicted the Most High but entirely despoiled of her own will. She lived always and in all things obedient to that of God. She herself declared that God was pleased with her obedience when she said, he hath regarded the humility of his handmaid. For in prompt obedience, it is that the humility of a servant, properly speaking, consists. St. Irenaeus says that by her obedience, the divine mother repaired the evil done by Eve's disobedience. As Eve, by her disobedience, caused her own death, and that of the whole human race, so did the Virgin Mary, by her obedience, become the cause of her own salvation and of that of all mankind. Mary's obedience was much more perfect than that of all other saints, since all men, on account of original sin, are prone to evil and find it difficult to do good, but not so the Blessed Virgin. St. Bernadine writes that because Mary was free from original sin, she found no obstacle in obeying God. She was like a wheel, which was easily turned by every inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Hence, continues the same saint, her only object in this world was to keep her eyes constantly fixed on God, to discover his will, and when she had found out what he required, to perform it. Of her was said, my soul melted when he spoke. That is, as Richard explains it, my soul was as metal, liquefied by the fire of love, ready to be molded into any form according to the divine will. Mary well proved how ready she was to obey in all things, in the first place, when, to please God, she obeyed even the Roman emperor and undertook the long journey of at least 70 miles to Bethlehem in the winter when she was pregnant and in such poverty that she had to give birth to her son in a stable. She showed equal obedience in undertaking on the very same night on which she had notice of it from St. Joseph, the longer and more difficult journey into Egypt. Here, Silvera, asks why the command to fly into Egypt was given rather to St. Joseph than to the Blessed Virgin, who was to suffer the most from it. And he answers that it was that Mary might not be deprived of an occasion in which to perform an act of obedience, for which she was always most ready. But above all, she showed her heroic obedience when, to obey the divine will, she offered her son to death. And this with such constancy, as St. Adelphonsus says, that had executioners been wanting, she would have been ready herself to have crucified him. Hence, Venerable Bede, explaining our Lord's answer to the woman spoken of in the gospel, who exclaimed, Blessed is the womb that bore thee. Yea, rather, blessed are they who hear the word of God and keep it, says that Mary was indeed blessed in becoming the mother of God, but that she was much more so in always loving and obeying the divine will. For this reason, all who love obedience are highly pleasing to the Blessed Virgin. She once appeared to a Franciscan friar named Accurso in his cell. 
while she was still present, obedience called him to hear the confession of a sick person. He went and on his return found that Mary had waited for him and highly commended his obedience. On the other hand, she greatly blamed another religious who remained to finish some private devotions after the refractory bell had rung. Our Lord, once speaking to St. Bridget on the security which is found in obeying a spiritual director, says, Obedience brings all saints to glory. For as St. Philip Neri used to say, God demands no account of things done by obedience, having himself said, He that heareth you heareth me, and he that despiseth you despiseth me. The mother of God herself revealed to St. Bridget that through the merit of her obedience, she had obtained so great power that no sinner, however great were his crimes, who had recourse to her with a purpose of amendment failed to obtain pardon. Our own sweet queen then and mother intercede with Jesus for us by the merit of thine obedience obtained that we may be faithful in obeying his will and the commands of our spiritual fathers. Amen. So ends the reading for today. Obedience in our so-called modern progressive era gets a bad name, especially the sections of the Bible which talk about a wife being obedient to her husband. Well, yes, absolutely. Wives need to be obedient to their husbands. And if a woman married a good man, she has nothing to fear from being obedient because he'll never be a tyrant. He'll never lord his authority over her. The man is the head of the family. The wife is the heart. It's the man's job to make decisions. It's the man's job to be the provider, the protector, and the leader. It's the wife's duty to be receptive, relational, and nurturing. There's a beautiful complementarity between husband and wife. It's a friendship of unequals, as Timothy Gordon calls it. I highly recommend, I've mentioned this before on the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, the books by Mr. Timothy Gordon and his wife, Stephanie. Her book is called Ask Your Husband. Um, Mr. Gordon's book escapes me. The name escapes me right now. Well, it just came back to me. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for inspiring me. The Case for Patriarchy is Mr. Gordon's book. We need to turn back to a patriarchal society. Feminism is evil. There's no such thing as Catholic feminism. Look at what feminism has got us, my friends. Birth control pills, pornography, abortion. That's all a result of so-called women's liberation. It is evil. It's from hell. We need to turn back to a patriarchal society. The man is the king of the family. The woman is the queen. When properly understood, there is that beautiful complementarity. And the man will never tell the wife to do something sinful, of course, And if he does, she is to disobey, but she is to obey him in all things with the exception of things that may be sinful, just as the blessed mother did to St. Joseph. She was perfectly obedient to our heavenly father and she was obedient to St. Joseph. This is something I've mentioned before. St. Joseph, outstandingly holy in and of himself is of course outranked in holiness in the holy family in a family that features the mother of God and also the king of kings and the lord of lords 
Jesus Christ, the second person of the Most Holy Trinity. But they obeyed him perfectly and wonderfully. The Holy Family was also a happy family because of obedience. We need to get back to an obedient society. Because we are a disobedient society, we have become a fallen society. We need to return to chastity, to modesty, to self-control. Then only can there be genuine progress in the world when we realize we're progressing towards heaven. And everything in our society, everything in civilization should aid us in moving to heaven, should not be a stumbling block. But we need to be obedient. And women especially need to be obedient to their husbands. Children need to be obedient to their fathers. The Holy Family is the example par excellence. Jesus, Blessed Mother, St. Joseph, please pray for us. We love you. I would like to direct your attention once again to Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, HALO. That website is halo hyphen S-O-M-A dot org. Once more, H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A dot org. Help for those souls who have non-speaking autism. And I would also direct your attention to episode 277, episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, where my sister Toby and my wonderful niece Brielle discuss rapid prompting method, RPM, also known as typing to talk, which has been marvelously helpful in aiding my niece's communication and for many, many other souls who are nonverbal, but have a lot to say in their own right and can communicate via a letterboard. My niece is a wonderfully talented musician. She's a comprehensive genius and she has thoughts on just about every topic under the sun but we wouldn't have been able to learn that if it wasn't for the great blessing of rapid prompting methods. So check out halo-soma.org for more information. Um, If someone in your family or a friend has non-speaking autism, they could certainly be helped by this. And let us ask the angels and saints to intercede for all our non-speaking friends and their families. Prayer for healing. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you, through the intercession of St. Raphael Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health, that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ your Son, our Lord. Amen. And now, the Memorare to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. And now one of the Fatima prayers. 
By thy pure and immaculate conception, O Mary, obtain for me the conversion of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. And the three Hail Marys in honor of Our Lady of Fatima's immaculate purity and for a growth of chastity, modesty, and self-control in ourselves and in all souls. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis, sancti Josef ter daemonem, ora pro nobis, sancta Raphael Archangeli, ora pro nobis, in nomine Patris, et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you so much, my friends, for listening to episode 310 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. And most importantly, please pray for the eternal salvation of all our Catholic bishops. Goodbye and God love you.